Welcome to the Encounter Community Church Podcast, where we take God's Word and look at how we can utilize, practically apply it, and implement it into our lives. Welcome back to the Encounter Community Church Podcast. My name is Ken Ballard Jr. I am the pastor here at Encounter Community Church. And tomorrow is the big day. I'm recording this podcast on Tuesday, the 19th, and tomorrow is Wednesday, the 20th. And we are celebrating the inauguration of Joe Biden. Well, some people are (laughs) celebrating. I I know that there are some of us who wanted a very different outcome, but it is what it is. I'm, I'm hoping, here's what I'm really hoping, is that we can begin to put some of the challenges behind us to move forward and begin to heal our nation. Whether you support Biden or not, completely up to you, whatever it is that you decide. However, I, I think that at some point we have to be willing to try to set those differences aside so that we can begin to move forward towards healing. And, I, and that's just my prayer. My prayer is, is that that's what will happen in our country, is that we will begin to move forward to heal and to begin to hopefully maybe close the gap on the divide that exists within our nation and that we're able to come together for unity. That's why I'm also excited. Yesterday was January 18th. It was also known as Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And I remember as a kid, it was back in the 80s, and I I remember the push for making the Martin Luther King Jr., his making his birthday a national holiday. I remember being in the living room. I specifically have this memory of being in the living room with my mom. Stevie Wonder wrote this song about his birthday becoming a holiday. And it's basically, happy birthday to you. I'm not going to sing it. (laughs) And you're probably glad that I'm not going to sing it. But... The, just the, the words of the song were just really powerful. And I, and I remember like being in the living room with my mom and we're singing a song together. It's just a, a flashback of a, of a memory that I had. And, and I remember the joy that we also had when it became a national holiday. And I think the reason why there, there was so much joy is because of the feeling that there was some sense of progression in America that there was some sense of acknowledging the contribution of blacks to the cultural dynamic of our nation and where we stand at and being able to to move forward. But I also remember that the hope that came along with it, the possibilities of what could be. And, And that's my prayer now, is that in some ways we're able to recapture that hope. Whether, like I said, whether you support the Biden uh, inauguration or not, just hopefully in some ways, just as there were people who supported Martin Luther King Jr.'s, his birthday becoming a holiday, and some people who didn't. But, but there was still this sense of unity of people being able to come together during that time. And, and, and that's what I'm just hoping for, is that we will begin to see that happen in our nation. Uh, Right now, we're in the middle of a series that we've been doing called Launching the New You. And last week, we talked about 
what do you do when life falls apart? If you've missed any of the series, I just want to encourage you to go back and listen to our podcast as well as watch the series. Because again, what we try to do is we try to allow the podcast and our messages to come together to create a complete thought for the week. Again, the podcast is not a regurgitation of the message. We just maybe take certain points from the message and talk about them and talk about them coming to you a complete idea, like I said, for the week. But with that in mind, we we just wanted to take some time to look at pain. I've been through something recently that really was was a challenge that I felt to the depth of my soul. It, it was one of those things where it, it just it just marks you like it, it marks your life. It marks that moment, and, and many of us can think about where we were when certain things happened in our lives, when certain challenges happened in our lives, and, and there'll be certain moments that will happen that will we'll never ever, never ever forget. There will be those moments. But in the meantime, what do we do? Like, what do we do with the pain that comes from those challenges that we find ourselves dealing with? Again, 2020 was. It was a hard year. It was a hard year. It was a year that none of us really anticipated happening, that no one anticipated seeing. And even more so, it was a year that no one anticipated becoming as difficult as it was. Like when the whole COVID thing happened, we knew that it was only a matter of time before we come out of COVID. And we thought that, you know, maybe a month or two of sacrifice and that we'd be good. And now here we are in January of 2021. And I think I, I saw something yesterday that it was the first person that ever had COVID in America was yesterday. And here we are now and it's worse than ever. Now there is some hope. I was watching the news and they were saying that there has been a lull in the number of people entering the hospital. And so maybe hopefully we're starting to turn a corner in more of a positive direction. I, I don't know about you, but one of the things that I have seen, and, and I may have mentioned this before, but I can't remember, but the circle of people getting COVID around me is getting smaller smaller and we even did have a COVID scare in our family but thank God with you know with testing it we ended up coming out negative you know but even then it's very interesting there's uh, a couple tests that I did and in one test it really only shows positive if you are experiencing symptoms in that moment so if you're asymptomatic and didn't know that you had it it wouldn't have tested positive and then on the other test that we've taken, as you read through it, it basically says you will test positive if the symptoms are showing. And if you're not in that moment, there's a possibility that you may have gotten a false negative. 
which is really tough, right? Isn't it hard because you take the test because you want to make sure that you don't have it, but then you don't have it because you get the negative response back and you're really happy about it. But then you begin to read all of the precautions and it makes you more apprehensive about it. There's never a point where you can truly relax to say, I am COVID free. Or what about those moments where maybe you slept and it got really cold that night and you wake up in the morning and you're congested and all of a sudden it goes through your mind, like, do I have COVID? Or, or maybe you feel tired and fatigued and it goes through your mind, do I have COVID? Or maybe you cough. And, and <laughs> I was at the store the other day and I ha- of course I had my mask on, but I coughed. So many people turned around and looked at me. The speed at which they turned, I'm, I'm surprised that some of them did not get whiplash. But that's the fear that we live in right now with COVID. But what do you do? What do you do when life falls apart? I came across a research, it was done by the Pew Research Center, and it says a new Pew Research Center survey finds that overall one in four adults have had trouble paying their bills since the coronavirus outbreak started. A third have dipped into savings or retirement accounts to make ends meet, and about one in six have borrowed money from friends or family or gotten food from a food bank. Remember, I don't know where you are when you're listening to this, but I think some point here, even in L.A. County, it was like one in six people are positive with the coronavirus. Like, what? But, but that's the reality of where we live at right now. Also in the study, they found lower-income adults continue to be most affected by the coronavirus-related job loss or pay cuts. Some 47% of those with lower incomes say they or someone in their household has had these experiences compared to 40% or 42% of those with middle incomes and 32% of upper income adults. And finally, says when considering the physical and emotional toll of increased stress, nearly half of adults, 49%, report their behavior has been negatively affected. Most commonly, they reported increased tension in their bodies, 21%, snapping or getting angry very quickly, 20%, unexpected mood swings, 20%, or screaming or yelling at a loved one, 17%. And that last one is according to the American Psychological Association. So we look at these numbers and it just tells us that that things are hard. Things are hard. So again, what do you do when life falls apart? The one question that we asked last week is, how do you survive moments that can wreck your life without letting it wreck your faith? Because there is nothing more debilitating to faith than pain. Pain can rock you in a way that you never anticipated or imagined and faith sometimes for I'm sorry and pain 
sometimes for many of us can erode the very foundation of our soul. And then not only that, there's that question that we all ask when we're in the middle of pain. God, where are you? God, where are you? I can remember when I was going through my circumstance, praying and praying and praying for God to work, praying for God to move. I, I remember having the night where I, I just couldn't sleep at all. I think on that night of my challenge, I slept maybe a couple hours at the most. And, and I remember I, I kept waking up and praying. I kept waking up and praying. I kept waking up and praying, trying to relax, trying to trust God. And just reminding myself, sleep is a statement of faith. Sleep is a statement of faith. Because it really is. Sleep means that I, I can rest now, Father, and trust you. And, and trust that you are in control. And trust that you will handle it. Because that's the thing about pain, is when you go through those painful experiences, they, they remind you of how much you are not in control. That you can set up the foundation, you can set up a system, you can set up a support system, you can set up all the things that you need to be able to navigate some of the difficult moments of life. But yet, depending upon the nature of the pain and how long the pain lasts, your support system may be tested or run out. Your backup system may be tested or run out. Or maybe you come face to face with the fact that you don't have a backup system and you're facing impossibility in this pain. And then you do, you promise yourself, if I get out of this, if I get out of this, I'm going to start a savings account. If I get out of this, I'm going to build some friendships. If I get out of this, I'm going to trust God more. If I get out of this, God, will you help me get out of this? Will you help me overcome what it is that I'm going through? Will you help me be able to come out on top? What is it that you pray when you are in the midst of your pain? And I remember praying that night over and over and over and over again for what it was that I was asking God for. Because in many times in, in, in those cases, when you're in the midst of your pain, when you're in the midst of an impossible situation, many times the worst case scenario is what comes to mind. When the doctor gives you a diagnosis that you have COVID, What's the thought that goes through your mind? Will this be 
the end of my life. When, when your job gives you that pink slip or when your job says, I'm sorry, but the county has shut us down again. How am I going to be able to survive? How am I going to be able to pay rent? Is this the moment that I become homeless? You know, when we are in the middle of our pain, those uh, it's hard to control. I, I, I don't know about you, but I can tell you how hard it is to try to control the flood of thoughts that go through your mind. And again, that flood always goes back to the worst case scenario of what it is that could happen. And I know, I, I know, I know people say, well, Ken, you're supposed to be a man of faith. That's true. I am. But the night before Jesus Christ was arrested, he also said, Father, if it is all possible, take this bitter cup from me. In other words, I don't want to go through the pain that I'm about to go through. The difficulty that I'm about to go through. I don't want to go through this hardship, this impossibility, this, this wrestle. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to go through this. And you know what? I, I've also found that it's so easy to judge others from the outside and on how they, they should respond to their pain. It's so easy to say, just hold on, just believe, just trust God in that moment. It's, it's so easy to begin to espouse our religious platitudes to try to encourage someone when many times that's the last thing that I want to hear. But that's the place that we find ourselves in. How, how, how do we? How do we? Move forward in impossibility. How do we overcome that? You know, there's, there's moments where we really do plead before God, God, will you rescue us? And I, I want to encourage you, if you are in the middle of pain, I really do want to encourage you to listen to last week's message. Uh, because we walked through a situation with two sisters who had a brother pass away. And we look at how they responded to Jesus. And the beauty of how they responded to Jesus. I, I, for Once I went through my painful experience and I went through and I read this passage, it really did change how I look at life in the sense of how do I look at Jesus when it comes to going through my difficulties. I have a coach that I meet with once a month who really is challenging me and encouraging me and helping me helping me to become a better pastor and I, I, I'm so grateful for this for for my coach his name is Kirk Kirk Curlin Kirk if you're listening to this I am so appreciative of you and just the investment that you've made into me but but one of the things that he asked me because I, I told him more detail about what it was that I went through and the question that he asked me was, what did your circumstance show you about Jesus? What did it show you about Jesus? And, and it was after that I went through my circumstance that I came across the passage that I talked about on Sunday. 
And, and the one thing that really stood out to me is a simple fact of understanding that no matter what, no matter what happens in my life, God loves me. No matter what happens in my life, God loves me. No matter how things turn out, God loves me. God loves me. He loves me. And I just want to read one verse that I read on Sunday. It was John chapter 11, verse 32. He says, when Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. And the reason why I love that is it's just so candid. It's it's so real. It's it's so honest. It's it's almost visceral. Like I could put myself in Mary's place to express the pain of what it was that I was feeling in that moment or what she was feeling in that moment. And I could put myself in Mary's place when I think of what I was feeling in that moment. Now, praise God for me, the circumstance worked out or else my prayer to God may have been a very different prayer than saying thank you that this worked out. But the one thing that, I, that really stood out to me as I was going through my challenge was to understand that no matter what happens, God still loves me. Whether things work out the way that I want them to, God still loves me. God still loves me. And again, one of the things I, I loved about this passage, and I, I did talk about this on Sunday, but, but I, I love the fact that what Jesus did is what he didn't do. He, he didn't try to convince Mary to trust. He didn't try to convince Mary to believe. He didn't try to say, Mary, don't feel what you're feeling. He, he, he didn't say that. He, he didn't say, Mary, you just need to hold on to your faith. He, he, he didn't say that. He, he was just there in her moment. Matter of fact, it says in John chapter 11, verse 33, when Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, deep anger welled up within him. And he was deeply troubled. I don't think he was, again, I don't think he was angry at Mary. I, I think he was angry at death. I think he was angry at sin because ultimately it is sin that leads to death. When I say sin leads to death, I'm not, I'm not saying that Lazarus did anything wrong that cost him his life. I don't know his story completely because the Bible doesn't really completely get into his story. But I, I just know this, that with Lazarus, just as with all of us, we all know that one day we are going to cross the threshold of eternity. We know. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. But in the midst of that, what we can do is just to begin to recognize that there is hope in many ways because of what it is that Jesus Christ has ultimately done you know, for us, that when we cross that threshold, we know that we can have the opportunity to be able to spend eternity with him. But I, but I love it in that moment that Jesus, you know what Jesus did is Jesus just allowed himself to feel what she was feeling. He allowed himself to experience the brokenness that everyone was experiencing and having around them. 
That's, that's love. That's love. I, I want to encourage us to be careful about something. I was listening to a book by a guy named Simon Sinek. And the book is called Start With Why. And he was talking about just the ability to be able to build a foundation of something successful, but it has to start with why you're building it. But the beginning of the book, what he does is he begins to tell the story of why some companies have failed, why they haven't experienced success. And the thing that was really interesting is, is he talked about how so many companies, in order to be able to thrive, they rely on manipulation. If, if I can manipulate you to, to think and to feel something, then what that will do is that will cause you to begin to change your life. Or at least be loyal to the product. But really, that's what they're hoping. They're hoping that through that manipulation, I, I'll get you to come in and to, to buy the car, right? How am I gonna give you, how am I gonna get you to do that? Is I'm gonna give you rebates and incentives. If I can give you that, then you'll come in and you'll buy the car. Or if you'll come into the store, I'll get you, to, how am I gonna get you to come into the store is I will offer you a sale on a product. Or maybe I'll get you to buy the product and, and for, from, from me, and in order for you to get you to buy the product from me, here's what I'll do, is if you buy this product, then I'll throw this extra thing in. If you buy this camera, I'll throw in a camera bag. Or, or if you buy this computer, I'll throw in a screen or you know a, a display, or, a monitor. That's the word that we're looking for. <laughs> but, but if you buy these things, then, then here is what I will give you in order for you to purchase. So, so it really is based off of manipulation. And it really got me thinking about church and the way that we present Jesus sometimes. And sometimes in the way that we present Jesus, we also set up people with failure. Why? Because Basically, what we do is we sell God. And, and what we sell is, if you believe in Jesus, if you believe in him, then Jesus will do X, Y, Z for you. Some people will go as far as to say, if you believe in Jesus, then you'll be rich. Or if you believe in Jesus, you'll be healthy. Or if you believe in Jesus, so, so there's this idea of this give and take. So if, if I give Jesus my life, then I can take from Jesus because what Jesus will do is Jesus will do these things for me. And, and so our, the vein of our existence and our relationship with God is based off of God. What can you do for me? And I become a believer in Jesus based upon what he has done for me. And, and I know that there's a fine line. There is a fine line though, right? Because he has given us salvation. He has offered us the opportunity for the world to be changed through us. He has given us 
this confidence that we can know that when we cross the threshold of eternity, that we can be able to spend it with him. But I, I do think that there is a danger to overemphasize a belief and a following of Jesus based upon what Jesus can do for you. Why? Because what if there's a moment where he does not do? What if there's a moment where he does not come through? What if there's a moment where he doesn't respond in the way that I want him to respond or react in the way that I want him to react? What if there is that moment? So what do I do with my faith in that moment? So we've created this in order to bring people into the kingdom. We've also created this ledge. That if God doesn't show up the way that you want him to, does he love you like he said he does? Does he really care about you like he said he does? Think about it from this perspective. Would you really want to be in a relationship with someone And the key factor of that relationship is based upon what you can do for them. And if you don't do for them, then you don't love them. Would you want to be in that relationship? And of course, we would say what? No, don't let the dough hit you. Well, the good Lord split you. <laughs> we would say that there's absolutely no way that I would want to be in a relationship that is like that because it is based off of manipulation. Yet, that's what many of us have done with God. And for some of, and for many of us, it's not your fault. It's because of the way that Christianity was presented to you. So that's why I love going back to this passage. Because Jesus felt Mary's pain. And he was broken with her in her pain. That's love. That's love. Now, I I know eventually where this passage goes. Eventually, this passage goes where Jesus raises Lazarus back from the dead. He does. And I think that that's where we could go with this podcast. But, you know, one of the things I said on Sunday is for so many people that Jesus raised from the dead, there are also tons that he did not raise from the dead. So is my faith and my trust in God based upon what God can and will do for me? Or is it founded on something else? Is it founded on something else? There's a God who loves me passionately. Who loves me passionately. And and what if, what if we look at it from this perspective that my salvation and my ability to go to heaven 
really is founded upon one thing. He wants to be with me. He wants to be with me. Now, in the process of doing so, he's forgiven my sin. In the process of doing so, he has given me the opportunity to be able to choose eternity. But it is solely dependent upon one thing. I just want to be with you. I love you so much. I want to spend eternity with you. Just us. Isn't that the kind of love that you want? Now, in the process of loving you, I'll do things for you. Because that's what we do when we love each other. But, but there will also be moments where I may not do things for you. Because differently than us, God is able to see the bigger picture. God is able to see the bigger picture. But I don't think it's fair that my mom died, my dad died. I don't think it's fair. And I would say that you're right. It, it probably isn't. But is, is, is it possible that maybe God allowed their passing to happen so the suffering could stop? Man, it's hard. It's hard. Just being so hard, but it's so real. Well, why do bad things happen? Sometimes bad things happen just because life is life. But we still can't come out on the other side of those tough things with our faith intact. We still can. Because again, we relegated ourselves or we, we resigned ourselves to one central thought. God loves me. No matter how life works out. God loves me. No matter how unfair things might be. God loves me. He does. And I really hope that you get that. That is what I learned that night and that morning. Is no matter how the situation will work out, you love me. And we'll get through this together. Well, I hope that this has been an encouragement to you. Pain is real. Life is real. And, and I, I, I love sometimes being able to give like that feel good, uplifting, like boom, rah, 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 shish, boom, bah, you know, kind of talks as well. But I also want to be real about life, about pain. 
And that in our suffering, God, you are so with us. Whether I feel your presence or not, you are with us. Just as I cannot see the oxygen that enters my lungs. In those moments where I may not be able to see you, you're with me. May that be our prayer. So again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be a part of this moment of your life. And I just want to remind you that we can get through this together. If you feel like you want to talk about any pain that you're going through in your life, feel free to give me a call at 310-323-2115. And I promise you, I'm not going to give you the platitudes. (laughs) I'm just going to listen and maybe offer some words of encouragement. But sometimes we just want someone to listen, right? Sometimes that's all we want. So if you want to talk, feel free to reach out. Feel free to give me a call. I'd love to hear your thoughts and be able to be there for you in that way. If you're listening to this podcast from our website, please feel free to subscribe by going to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever it is that you find podcasts at, you'll most likely find us there. So go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. If if this has been encouragement to you, if you know someone who's going through pain, please share this with a friend so that they can be uplifted and everything as well. Just just to know that they can trust God and, and, and just hopefully maybe you can say, look, hey, I found a podcast where this guy's real. He's just real about life and maybe looking at faith a little bit differently, but hopefully being able to ground my faith in my relationship with God. I found this guy that can help us do that. So feel free to share this podcast. And again, if there's anything that we can improve or that I can improve to make this podcast better, I would love to know what your thoughts are. And as we wrap up, just a quick reminder, encounters about three things. Love up. Let's look at how we can love God more today than yesterday. Love out. Let's continue to reach out to our fellow man and show the love of God. That's going to be the key to being able to see our nation heal. And love in. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Get some rest. Grow. Be the best you that you can be. Take care. God bless you. And we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you so much for joining us for the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you could do us a favor, whatever service it is that you're listening to this podcast on, please rate and review us. If there's anything that we can do better, please let us know. But by rating and review, it also make our podcast easier for others to be able to find. If you would like to support us at Encounter financially with what it is that we're doing to make a difference in our community, whether it's the mobile food bank, whether it's serving at North High School, or making a difference, again, in our community, feel free to head over to our website, encountercommunity.church. Click the link that says online giving. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way when we post new live streams or new vlogs, you'll be updated. As well as please head over to Facebook and like our page. That way when we post new podcasts, again, new vlogs, new live streams, or have church events, you'll be updated and know what's going on here at Encounter. As we said before, thank you so much. We're so glad to have you with us. And we look forward 
See you being a part of the podcast next week.